It's time for Golf DMV. The podcast highlighting golf in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Low handicap, high handicap, or somewhere in between. If you love golf, you're in the right place. PGA, LPGA, industry trends. Golf DMV has it covered. This is Golf DMV. And now, here's Claude Jennings. All right, welcome back to Golf DMV. I'm Claude Jennings. It is the golf podcast highlighting golf in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Uh, coming up later in the show, of course, we're going to talk Masters. Masters, Masters, Masters. Nothing else to talk about the week after the Masters, except for the Masters. Congratulations to Sergio Garcia. We'll get into that. Also, Steve Peterson from Renditions is going to come on in studio with me, my friend, my colleague, producer of the Washington Wizards radio broadcast, Brian Albin, avid golfer. Brian, how are you? Uh, I'm hacking away. <laughs> Hacking away. <laughs> Hacking away. So, look, again, this is what happens on Golf DMV. People that I know from this area play with, things like that will come on the podcast. Uh, Brian, for those who don't know you, introduce yourself a little bit, where you like to play, and, and have you been out at all this year? Yeah, so, I mean, I live in the Northern Virginia area, so that's mostly where I play. But I try and play just about anywhere where there's a good online rate. That's, that's <laughs> right. typically the way to by go the for way, me. By the way, Brian and I tortured each other playing with one another at Little Bennett. We played around together. We and- did. We did. We went to Little Bennett in the fall mm-hmm. uh, last year. Uh, we set a course record for most shots <laughs> by a twosome. Right. Most putts attempted. It wasn't our best day, but it was, no. hey, that's it's just about having fun. Right. Um, yeah, and as far as this golf season so far for me, uh, I got out actually pretty early in February and March. Took a couple lessons down at uh, Bull Run in nice. Haymarket, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly just, we, we didn't even have time to get to the driver yet, really, because <laughs> the iron play was just right. so messed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, the guy there showed me a lot of good stuff. Uh, Tim Gam, uh, Tim nice. Gansey over at Bull Run showed me some good tips. Got my hands forward again. Mm-hmm. Played uh, Old Hickory, played Laurel uh, Hill nice. a couple in the past couple weeks. Shot in the 80s at Laurel Hill, shot nice. lower 90s at Old Hickory. <laughs> so I'm thinking, you know, the, this coaching thing, there might be something to yeah, it. Well, see, that's the thing. And I wanted to ask you about that because we had a couple buddies. I uh, had a couple buddies on last weekend. And, you know, to a person, it was all about, look, I've got to practice more. And that's one of my goals this year. That I want to practice more than I play. Like, I'll say, okay, hey, let's play tomorrow. You know, no, I don't want to. Honestly, look, golf is fun. You know, I'm not trying to get on tour. <laughs> we know that. Of and so, but when I'm out there, I want to be good, right? And it, and it means you have to practice a lot more than, than you play. And I find myself playing way more than I practice. And even when I am practicing, a lot of times it just turns into just, you know, hitting a couple nine irons and then smashing the driver away. Um, is that something you want to do this year? Do you want to practice more? And, and, and how often have you had lessons? And how beneficial have they been for you? So I've done three lessons um down at the course and I've been I found myself I'm going to the range more mm-hmm. since I've been taking the lessons because I think the, I've always hated the range right. <laughs> because what'll happen to me is I'll step up on the range and maybe I'll come out make you know a few good swings yeah but as soon as I make the one or two bad swings uh-huh. I'll sort of lose focus <laughs> right. not really know how to correct it mm-hmm. and make 20 bad swings in a row and i'm just like and and now i just feel like i'm ruined and i'm like this was unproductive i got worse by coming um you know what i mean it's like i just need to go away and Mm -hmm. i'll just play whenever i play and it'll be like a reset um i feel like the the benefit to lessons is first i've had lessons when i was younger 
but it's always been a random thing. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing I've always figured out is you need to find someone who you communicate well with. Right. Therefore, right. he's going to be able to say things that actually that make trig- sense right to that you. triggers like okay i understand what you're saying because sometimes people can explain something in a way and it just does not make sense but then you need someone like you said who can speak in ways that you identify with the way when they uh say okay no you're you're opening your hips too much uh and, and your hands are uh, in, in the clubs behind you and uh at your downswing that may not make sense to you but if someone says hey you need to speed up coming down then it's like, okay i understand what you're saying yeah like he d- he's done a good job with me of giving me really two three drills that i need to focus on doing and if things are going wrong just get back to doing those drills a couple times mm-hmm. and it's gonna fix me right so that, that that's uh that's the encouraging thing so far Right. Wonderful. We're going to talk a little bit about the Masters um, again with our good friend from Rendition, Steve Peterson. We want to give him a call. Um, did you get a chance to check out the Masters? What did you think about the tournament this year? So I essentially watched the first 63 holes and then, of course, like an idiot, had <laughs> obligations for the back nine for the leaders on right. Sunday. So I had to go back and watch the highlights. Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of in this place... I don't know if I wanted Sergio to win. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked the narrative of Sergio <laughs> being the guy who might never get it done. A lot of people done. feel that way, too. They, you know, Sir, He's a tough guy to root for. Right. He, he's been a tough guy to root for due to just his personality mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I sort of rewatched the final round today, I was mad I missed it because it must have had a bit of everything in... Part of the joy of watching a final round is the two-minute walks in between right. shots and sort of hearing the thought process. You don't get that when you see the highlights. Um, but what I took away from this is Sergio still Sergioed it. Right. Like, Sergio right. blew it on yeah. the amen corner <laughs> right. and really gave Jay, he, he gave Justin Rose the chance to just blow it wide open. Yeah. Um, but I think Justin Rose misses the five-foot putt for birdie on 11. Mm-hmm. He misses the... Or, Sergio makes his par save, but then Justin Rose misses the six-foot putt right. for birdie on 13, mm-hmm. and that seemed to be just the turning point where all of a sudden Sergio said, he's giving me a chance. I should have been done by now. I'm only two shots back. Right. Let's put it into gear. He goes three under on the next two holes, hits one of the best shots I've ever seen in a mm-hmm. pressure situation on 15. <laughs> yes. And then he Sergio's it again on 18. Right. And that's the thing. I mean, with the chance to win. It was Carnoustie all over again. <laughs> Sergio did the Sergio thing and missed it. And when they were going to the playoff, I said, that's it. Justin that's Rose is going to win this. Yeah. Right. And, and Justin Rose also had a great break. I believe that was on 18 where he, he hits his second shot and it bounces off the kick yeah, off the mound. Yeah. And, and I mean, I was like, whoa, but Sergio. Then, but then he it's missed over. the putt. But then he misses the putt. Right. And so he wasn't able to put uh, Sergio away. And then Sergio again did the Sergio thing. He missed that putt. They go to the playoff. I'm thinking, this, this this is it. And I actually wanted to see Sergio win it because I was like, man, he's been at this for so long. And I think my feelings towards Sergio changed when he said, well, maybe I'm just not, the, uh, a few years ago, he said, maybe I'm just not the type of golfer that's that's equipped to win a major. You know, I'm paraphrasing. And I said, man, you know, for him to say that and feel that way, you know, I want to see him win one. And I, I, I'm happy he won it. Yeah, I'd like, it, it's nice for him in terms of his, it, it'll validate his career to many people. To me, it wasn't, it was a career that never needed validation. We right, all knew how right. good he was. Mm-hmm. He just had some demons when it came to the majors. <laughs> but I Big think, time. like, when I, when I look back on this one, it's hard to say when a guy shoots four under for 19 holes in the mm-hmm. final round, like Sergio did, that it wasn't just about him winning it. It was another guy losing it. But right. part of this one to me is going to be Justin Rose lost this with his putter on the back nine because he, his ball striking was phenomenal yeah, was and he put himself in birdie after birdie chance. 
And he just missed, I think he missed four putts of seven foot or less on the back nine. Right, right. And that's not something that he normally does. No, not normally. And it was a great, it was a great final round, uh, to me, you know, leading up to it, you know, Thursday and Friday, the weather being such a big factor. Uh, I think Friday, a lot of players grinded it out despite the weather conditions. Saturday was a really good day with setup. Um, what I thought was going to be a great final two pairings, uh, where you had Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, uh, in the penultimate grouping, and then you had, um, uh, Justin Rose and, and Sergio Garcia. And all those, all the storylines. I mean, of course, with Spieth, you know, and then you've got Fowler. So you've got all that. And I figured this is going to be amazing the way it lived. And it lived, to me, even though Spieth and Fowler fell off, it's the drama in that back nine, that second nine with uh, Sergio and Rose lived up to the hype and then the playoff. Whenever whenever you have a final pairing duel, Mm -hmm. that's going to be enough drama. But I'm with you. It it could have been so much better if we had, because it could have turned into a Ryder Cup type feel. Right. If you had the American pairing in the penultimate (laughs) dueling with this European pairing, the crowd could have maybe shifted in a way that could have thrown Sergio off, potentially. If, you know, guys started to root against Sergio because they saw Ricky there with a chance to get his Or Jordan with a chance to get his second, you Mm -hmm. know? So, um, but yeah, I think Jordan's game right Jordan, the thing about Jordan Spieth was when he won the two back-to-back majors, his ball striking was just as automatic as his putter. Right, And his ball striking has just been sort of lacking for the past year and a half compared to what it was. Right. Um, And Ricky, I think we are heading to a place where Ricky will be the new Sergio. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if Ricky will win a major. I feel like a lot of people think that that's a foregone conclusion. Um, But, you know, I was... When my dad was texting me yesterday before the final round, who's going to win it? My pick was Rose. I said that, you know, Sergio, I don't trust his putter. Right. Spieth, I think, is too far back. And Ricky's not going to be able to make enough birdies. And I just, I don't think Ricky can make enough birdies to win. I just don't know what his elite skill is. You know, the skill that for him is going to just take over a round. And Mm -hmm. it seems like it's his putter. But it's hard for your putter to sustain you through 72 holes Mm -hmm. if you're ball striking his ball striking doesn't give him enough easy ones. Right, right. Um, and you looked at the five under he was at coming into the final round. Well, he had to hole out from a bunker for an eagle. <laughs> right. um, he was making as many 12-foot par saves as anyone out there. Yeah. Uh, so he just doesn't give himself enough opportunities to win a tournament like the Masters, in my opinion, or a PGA championship, considering how often you need to be you know, 10, 12 under par to win a PGA. Maybe he can win a British or... A U.S. Open, but I'm just not sure he has major championship winning game, especially with some of the guys he's competing against right now. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, who knows what was striking? Because it wasn't until he uh, that um, that survey article came out where he was voted the most overrated player on tour. Then he stepped up and won one. True. Maybe something comes out like that with majors, like he may be the new Sergio, the one who will uh, be on tour for 20 years and never win one, and maybe that'll spark him winning one. This is the Golf DMV Podcast. I'm Claude Jennings. In studio with me is uh, Brian Albin, Washington Wizards radio uh, broadcast producer. Joining us now is Steve P. Peterson from Renditions Golf Course in Davidsonville, Maryland. Steve, thank you so much for joining the program. Hey, Claude. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Great. So uh, I imagine that you did catch the Masters. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Sergio grabbing that first major? As an American golfer, Sergio has always been tough to go up against <laughs> in the Ryder Cup. So mm-hmm. I wasn't, haven't always been the biggest fan, but I'll tell you, that was really, it was, uh, he won me over. It was a, it was a great, great thing to see. I was very happy for him. 
No, absolutely. Was there any point during the match uh, when when you're watching it, uh, Brian and Alvin and I were just talking about it earlier, where, um, you know, it did seem as though there were moments that Justin Rose could have put it away, uh, and Sergio definitely uh, did what we probably expected Sergio to do, missing a few of those uh, uh, putts, especially the one in 18, I mean, to win it. Uh, was there a moment in your mind where you're like, well, here's Sergio, he's going to do the same thing Sergio normally does? Well, there was that, uh, that moment on uh, 13 where he hit it into the uh, unplayable situation right there along the hazard and uh you know i think a lot of us thought oh here we go he just lost his chance but uh man he came back with that eagle on 15 really um uh, he didn't miss a shot after that on 13. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's such a great point. And then looking back at when you look at Ricky Fowler and uh, Jordan Spieth, how, you know, we looked at that penultimate group thinking, man, this is going to be, you know, a great final day. They kind of fell off um, uh, earlier in the uh, in in the final round. Uh, what did you think about Jordan Spieth falling off and, and Ricky Fowler kind of doing the same thing? I, I was a little bit more surprised that Ricky didn't didn't follow through better. I had high hopes for Jordan to play well and you know, he's played so well at at Augusta. He just can't do that for an entire career. So I, at some point you're going to have a, a a poor year and uh, I don't even think he had that bad of a year this year. I was proud of him the way he handled it. So, yeah, it was unfortunate to see both those guys uh not live up to expectations, but like I said, I really thought Ricky was a was would have brought it uh brought his better game because uh, I thought he had been playing really well all week really very few stumbles along the way yeah Ricky's been playing good all week he's been playing he's been playing good um uh, for most of this season and it's funny yeah, you talk about you know you can't always win at Augusta J- Jordan for most of his career he's been he's finished second first and second so I mean I'm gonna finish one and two uh, for the entirety of your career so let's talk about renditions um you're the general manager at renditions in Davidsonville Maryland and you guys bring what what, what you call the Grand Slam experience uh to to the everyday player in DC Maryland and Virginia talk a little bit about renditions and of course you guys have the iconic Amen Corner, which we just saw uh, at uh, Augusta this weekend. Yeah, um, Renditions is a, it's a really uh, a fun golf course. It's a unique experience. Like you said, it's a, what we call Grand Slam uh, golf experience. So every one of our holes has been replicated after another hole, which has hosted a major championship. Uh, for example, like you say, Amen Corner. Uh, we have holes from Oakmont. Uh, Cherry Hills, Medina, Wingfoot, uh, just to name a few. But all 18 have hosted um, are replicas of a course that has hosted a major championship. Um, we also have British Open, some holes from the uh, British Open rotation, uh, Royal Birkdale, Carnoustie, Royal Lytham and St. Anne's. Um, so it's, it's an opportunity to play some really famous, iconic holes and uh, you know, of the most iconic would probably be Amen Corner, mm-hmm. um, which we have consecutively our sixth, seventh, and eighth hole, which replicate 11, 12, and 13 from, from Augusta National. And um, I got to say, I think they were when they were built, they did a very, very good job. Because mm-hmm. if you go into an endeavor like trying to replicate Augusta National and you don't, you do it halfway. <laughs> um, you know, you're going to come out looking kind of silly and foolish. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, when the when they built this golf course, they did a really, really good job uh, replicating those holes. And you can you can see it and feel it. And and they play they play the same way you see them played on TV, mm-hmm. uh, which is the most fun part of it all. Hey, Steve, Brian Albin here. Um, so when when you are doing a replica 
whole course. I mean, obviously, there are so many major championship holes that have been out there. Uh, what comes first in the process? Do you sort of choose the holes you want to try to replicate and put into the golf course? Or is it more you see the land that you have and compare to other holes and think, you know what, this one might actually be a good fit for what we have here? Yeah, well, it's probably a combination of both. I, I personally wasn't involved in the uh, the design or, or the building of the golf course, which opened back in 2002. Um, but yeah, like, sometimes I'll talk to people who don't know a lot about golf, and they'll and I'll try to explain the concept, and they'll say, "Well, do you have um, do you have it, like anything from Pebble Beach?" and I just kind of chuckle, you know, I'm sorry I don't have an ocean uh, flanking my left side, you know, so yeah, you can't, you got to work within the constraints of, of the land you have and when, what would be suitable. Um, and so what's really pretty cool with the, with the way they, they laid it out here, like I said, we have the British Open style holes, so you kind of, mm-hmm. you come around the bend to a flat area of the golf course where you get some, some pretty open land and some higher winds, there's not many trees. And so they bunkered them up, and, and really you get the feeling like you're uh, across the pond. And then uh, then you'll turn the corner to, like, for example, Amen Corner, where we got a pretty good-sized slope and some undulation um, that was able to be utilized to, to replicate uh, those holes. So, yeah, you pick the, the iconic ones, but you also pick the ones that you can work with within the lands that you have. Oh, wow, absolutely. So when folks are coming there, uh, prior to their round, maybe for the first time or after their uh, round, I've been I've played three times last season, and when I was there, I mean, I, I, there were four holes I sought after. You know, the three for Amen Corner, and then your hole number 13, which is the right. replica of TPC Sawgrass number 17, the Island Green. Uh, what, right. what's, what, are the, what are the holes that everybody's talking about? What does everybody want to come and experience? Well, those are certainly the four that everybody plays. And your astute listeners might be saying to themselves, well, he said they all host a major championship. Uh, That is correct, Mm -hmm. with the exception of our 13th hole, the island hole from TPC Sawgrass, which, as we all know, doesn't host a major, it hosts the fifth major. So that's our one little exception to the rule. But for a hole like that, I think it's well worth making an an exception. So, yeah, those are the really iconic ones that you can't miss even when you just stand over them and look at them. You know what they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the others are a little bit more uh, obscure. Um, for example, our first hole is from the Country Club at Brookline. Not a lot of people are going to know that just by looking at it, but if you do a little research, you learn that that's a hole where Francis Wimet won the uh, U.S. Open as an amateur. I think it was it was going back quite a ways. I don't have the year. Uh, 19... 13 maybe, uh, but it's also famous for Justin Leonard knocking in that putt uh, in the Ryder Cup where the Americans went berserk and <laughs> Europe got upset, and it's all, we all remember that moment. So that's a hole that has played a huge role in the history of golf. Um, fun to know, um, but not something you're going to recognize simply by looking down the mm-hmm. fairway. So for those who are listening now and maybe they've never been to Reditions, uh, uh, what's coming up, what's new uh, at the course, what are you guys doing, and, and what's the pitch to get them to come? Well, we're thankful to have a, a good start to this, this spring. We had that mild mm-hmm. winter. Uh, the golf course is in great shape right now. Uh, fairways are green. Uh, the greens are rolling great. So we're just excited to have the warm weather. We just had a great, great weekend with a lot of play, people coming out to celebrate the Masters. So we feel like we're ready to, to dive straight into uh, 
full our full season, and uh, it's going to be a busy year. We we just hope to. Hope to see a lot of people out. Steve Peterson, uh, GM over at Renditions in Davisonville, Maryland. The website is renditionsgolf.com. Steve, thank you so much for joining us on Golf DMV. Yeah, like I said, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. So that's Steve Peterson, ladies and gentlemen. Renditions, look, like I said, I've been there. I went three times last season, and I had a great time. Um, even though my scorecard may not <laughs> – you may think after looking at all those numbers uh, uh, that I did not have a good time after all that adding. But, no, I had a great time <laughs> um, at Renditions. Uh, and, again, the, the four holes I look for, Amen Corner. Those are the, uh, got to get there, and then uh, uh, the uh, replica of TPC Sawgrass, the Island Green. Um, their hole number thirteen, but it's number seventeen uh, uh, at TPC. Yeah, I mean, I was I forgot to ask him during the interview. Do you have EMTs on standby for the thirteenth <laughs> hole? Because <laughs> right, no, it's so yeah, it's right. going to give me a heart attack. I, right. I can't can't just stand up on that 13th hole and be ready i mean it's it's you see so many it's crazy how some of the smallest holes in the game are the ones that get the pros you know you look at 12 at augusta part of amen corner and you look at tpc sawgrass but no it sounds like a great time over at uh davidsonville and Mm -hmm. at renditions i went i went once with my dad in i want to say 2012 Mm -hmm. um but I don't remember it too well. Right. Uh, haven't been back, not because I didn't like it, just because I live in Northern Virginia now. It's <laughs> some closer courses to me. Right. Um, but I'll have to make sure I get back there. Yeah, we'll try to get out. So the weather's supposed to be really nice this week. Uh, Easter weekend's coming up. Maybe you can sneak outside while the family's having Easter dinner. Maybe the kids are doing an Easter egg hunt, and you can you, you can kind of go miss it. Maybe you can get some golf in. Brian, are you planning to get any golf in at all, practice or not, this week? I am. I am. Uh, I have a group of buddies. We're planning on going out, having a foursome either Saturday afternoon or Sunday. We don't know yet. It'll obviously depend for me based on uh, <laughs> Wizards playoff schedule since we right. have that coming up. But um, yeah, plans to get at least one round in this week. Probably going to try and get out, hit some balls sometime before then. And who knows where it'll be? Who knows where we'll play? But as long as the uh, weather is That's good, mm-hmm. uh, there are <laughs> beer options on the course. <laughs> and then it's all good. <laughs> and, you know, like maybe make a few pars here. And That's there. it. That's all you want to do. I'm going to get out. I'm going to try to get out to the driving range a couple times this week. I've got some buddies who want to play uh, Tuesday afternoon. So we'll see if I can get. I've got a couple of meetings with clients Tuesday afternoon. We'll see if I can schedule. Schedule. <laughs> try to move them a little <laughs> early or move them to Thursday. And then also, uh, I think a buddy wants to play Wednesday morning, but we may get a little bit of rain. But I'm not scared of any rain. I'll get out there and play. As long uh, as it's warm rain, that's exactly. all that matters. So we'll see what happens. Whatever you do, guys, get out, play some golf, enjoy these great courses here in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, and we'll catch up next week on Golf DMV. This is Golf DMV. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.